Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Good morning, Millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Hump Day! What a beautiful hump day. We've got Doot-Doo in the studio. Doot-Doo-Doot-Theodora. 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 Crunchy Angel Dora. Precious lovey Dora. You know, I love our Dora song. I do. But do you know what it reminds me of? Like that I have like a negative association with like where we made it up. Oh, we used to sing it when we were leaving the old studio. Yeah, and like I hate that place since they evicted us. So like I just have like a slight negative association with it. Oh, that's so funny because for me, obviously that's where the song was born, but it's just taken on a life of its own. I, I forgot that that's how every day when we would leave the studio, we would get him like put his Ready, leash on. Right. And we'd just be like, to the Adora. to the Adora. to the Adora. Perfect boy, Dora. Love of my life. Dora. And on the whole elevator ride down, we were on like the 30th floor, literally the whole time. Crunchy angel Dora. Cutest fur Dora. Smelly boy Dora. Oh, we owe Theo an apology. <gasps> you guys, we owe Theo an apology. Patrons will know why. We recorded a Patreon episode yesterday all about uh, Claudia's book. We took all of your questions that were left over from the Redheads episode or didn't make it for various reasons. And we did a great episode but towards the end of the episode, it started to smell up in here. Lit- like literally smell. And for me as a dog mom, I knew immediately what that smell was. I talk about this all the time on the toes, probably more than I should. But, you know, dogs need to express their anal glands. It's, I don't know what it really is, but like this juice comes out of their butt. And it is so sickeningly, disgustingly smelling. It smells like fish. Like it's so gross. And you, if you've ever experienced like your dog expressing your his anal glands, like you know the smell. Yeah. So I literally, the episode was winding down. I'm like, Jackie, do you smell that? And I knew what it was, and I was like, we got to wrap this episode up. And, like, we basically talked about it for five minutes, shaming Theo's anal glands, which wasn't cool of us. It wasn't cool of us. And what turns out to be even less cool of us is then we packed up our things, we left the studio. When we left the studio, it smelled so much worse. In the hallway. The smell was coming from next door. I think they had ordered, like, fish for lunch. And no, that was not food. No, no, no. I think it was. Where else? What else? It sounded like a septic explosion. (laughs) No, because it was not a culinary smell. It was like twelve thirty. The door was open. Oh my god! I think that they ordered like a fish fiesta. (laughs) No, by the way, in no way was you can't to think that I misconstrued a smell of fish with the smell of anal glands. Like you just said, they smell like fish. I'm sorry, food. It's not food. Oh man, that's sick. I, I didn't think that. I God. thought that there was a pipe burst. They had a fish fiesta. No, I totally disagree. And so clearly it was not Theo responsible right. for this. Well, smell. that's the moral of the story. And we we embarrassed him then. We're embarrassing yeah. him again now. We're really sorry. And we're really sorry, Theo, because it wasn't you. We literally ran out of here. We ran and it wasn't even us. We should have stayed in here. A hundred percent. So just wanted to clear that up because it was probably hurtful to, for Theo. Super hurtful. Um, but we have a great... In the meantime, head over to Patreon and listen oh, yeah. to the episode because it's really fabulous. We cover the gamut on things from the book, you know, taking the conversation offline, some of the fanfare surrounding the book. And it's just a great... So much fanfare. It's just a great episode of toastiness between Claude and I. And then also my book is available at girlthnojob.com slash book. I feel like I really don't need to tell you guys that because... Like, just the numbers keep coming in, the audiobook numbers I finally got. And it's like, we have so many listeners. Is like, it, you know, sometimes you feel like we're literally talking into a void. Yeah. But they showed up and showed out for the book launch. And they I'm, I'm going to stop, stop insulting them with the promotion. Like, they already have it. For sure. Were they sickening Audible down? They were sickening the audio department down. Wow. We love to see it because we love audio here at the Morning Toast. Even though sometimes ours is a little janky. Yeah. And even though we can't stop singing. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I got a, I did a Q&A uh, like I always do. And there's always someone who's like, please stop singing. I'm I know. Just. And I responded to it like, no. And the amount of 
outpour, like the outpouring of love and support for the singing, like was enough to reinstate still my faith mm-hmm. in our singing now of course some episodes do we outdo it yes i wasn't sure what the girl was referring to because I, I have this annoying habit of like singing when i talk and is like that what she's talking about or us singing like you know you're so golden like is that what she's yeah she's definitely talking about that specific one because that was so off pitch yeah that was let me try that again three two one oh my god what? I started singing You're okay. So Golden. Yeah. And also, your pitch is like weird for the do's. Oh. Sorry. Sorry. Don't Sorry. fucking come for my pitch. Three, two, two one. one. You're so golden. You're wrong. No, Dude. Sing- yeah. Who's right? Together, we're just we're bad. Oh, we're, we're both wrong. You're so golden. It's like the Gaston saga all over again. <laughs> Gaston on three. Ready? Three, two, one. Gaston! Now that's that the was sickening. That's sickening the harmony down. down. 100%. Oh my god! So maybe in a few years from now we'll get getting golden, overheated right? already. Like the show just started. Usually I'm by wearing the end a of the show. chunky sweater today because I you? feel like I've been wearing sweats. You? I feel like no, I'm like trying to wear an outfit today. Like I'm wearing tights. I feel like I've been wearing sweats in well, some way, shape, or form. Like you know for what's the so past funny? few days, you have I still like was talking about my no. I know, sweats. but the same thing is like I wore this today because you've been wearing so many sweats, and then you show up in a Luke in a in a turtleneck, which has been your Luke and tights. Yeah, and chunky boots, which has really been your Luke. I guess I've been inspired by you, and you've been inspired by me. We love to see it. Inspiration is just reeking over and here. And you're just like being inspired by wearing hoops every day. Yeah, well, you know, I got so much like positive feedback from my hoops and I used to wear hoops all the time and then sometimes on the show I felt like it was so, so much but now I'm feeling like like I have a lot of, you know, faith in my hoops and for those wondering, these are the ombre from the new Allison Ooh, collection. Ooh, ombre. Haven't yeah. seen those. Those are sickening the I hoops know. down. And you know, our friend Margo works for Allison so I like, we get some free stuff but I actually purchased these because like I wanted them so bad I didn't want to wait to like, you know, they weren't cool anymore till I could finally get a free pair. Yeah, for sure. No, I love them. No, so yeah, I'm just very, like being hoopy cool. vibes. Very hoopy vibes and I think that being in this stage of quarantine or whatever the fuck we're in, <laughs> like it's so important to like have little things that just spice up your everyday routine like when I was wearing that Prada necklace like I just felt like a whole new bitch yeah and I can imagine that's how you feel adding hoops to your sweats no I and hoops and sweats is a vibe for sure for but sure. especially like a February 2021 Ugh. six degrees outside vibe no I know and like it's six degrees outside I'm sweating like a beast today I know it, will, it is it, warm in here it is warm in here okay Maybe it's just Theo being, being so, so sexy he really actually now that I'm feeling him it's like can you move over yeah um <laughs> we have a great show for you guys today it's hump day dear toasters oh our God, advice toasters. segment we actually have so much to cover today because you watched Britney Spears I watched the Britney Spears doc uh last night the Real Housewives of Dallas was on mm-hmm. shouldn't take too long should not take long at all because it was literally one dinner party the whole episode mm-hmm. and there's just fabulousness happening in the world that I feel as though we need to cover yeah we do need to cover so I guess without further ado it's time for the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast and you know very sadly today's sponsor remind me that tax season is upon us you guys and it's never been more important to file your taxes no two people are alike and no two tax returns are alike either thankfully TurboTax Live has experienced tax experts who are ready to listen to you learn about your unique tax situation and help you get the best tax outcome maybe you got married this year and have some questions about how that affects your filing status maybe you want an expert to walk you through the process step by step so you can make sure you didn't miss any deductions on the new house you just bought or maybe you want to get the maybe you want to hand the whole thing off from start to finish so you can focus on your burgeoning baby photographer career. Whether you want to file with the help of an expert or let an expert file for you, TurboTax Live experts give you the confidence to know that you're uniquely you, that your uniquely you taxes are done right. Intuit TurboTax Live. Thank you TurboTax for sponsoring today's episode. Thank you. Sign on for your taxes. Seriously, don't forget. First story, you guys, major controversy. Kim Kardashian hits back at people. Major. Major. Kim Kardashian is hitting back at people who are questioning her daughter North's painting abilities. She says, how dare you? She was not, she did not come to play. She did not come to play. It's funny, like, what sets her off. But this is clearly one one of those things. Doubting, like, it's... Doubters, non-believers, once were her dreamers. No, anyone who doubts North's 
abilities. Like that is obviously a trigger point for Kim Kardashian West. We know that now. We do. And she is one proud mom. She's not afraid to stick up for her children. The star recently shared a photo of a landscape painting her daughter North had completed, calling the seven-year-old a little artist in an Instagram story post. However, social media users quickly began questioning whether or not North had actually painted the artwork, which was done in a style similar to the works of Bob Ross. (laughs) One Twitter user... One Twitter user wrote, I'm supposed to go, but I can't stop thinking about how Northwest did not paint this. Then Kim took to her story and wrote a lengthy post saying, don't play with me when it comes to my children. My daughter and her best friend have been taking a serious oil painting class where their talents and creativity are being encouraged and nurtured. North worked incredibly hard on her painting, which took several weeks to complete. As a proud mom, I wanted to share her work with everyone. So she's like coming after specific articles, specific tweets, saying, how dare you come for North? How dare you question her child's abilities? And that North is the artistic queen that she said that she was. And then on TikTok, these two girls from Calabasas, who like I think when they were kids, took that same art class. They had their paintings from when they were kids. And they're like, no, this actually is what like art class is like in Calabasas. So I'm not going to lie. Like when I first saw it, I'm like, LOL, Kim. Like North did not paint that. Did I feel like vocalizing it on the internet and being a troll? No, I just thought to myself like, Okay, there's like there's some I don't know where we lied, but there's a fabrication in this. Like someone helped. Like there's a little bit of a lie. I don't think so. I think no. That- but then, then it came to be. Isn't it a paint by the numbers? I like when I first saw it, I assumed it was paint by numbers. So when I figured that, I'm like, oh no, they can make anyone a good painter. Yeah, and she spent weeks in her oil painting class. Like I just people are constantly underestimating North. North, yeah, and they're constantly embarrassing themselves with that. Congratulations, you, you played, played yourself. yourself. Obviously, like, I had no doubts that North made this. Because also, like, why would she say that she made it if she didn't make it? Mostly it's just my faith in Kim that made me believe that North right, made it. Right, right. No, and it's like when you have that big of a platform, like, you really just can't lie about random shit. Right. And or you we, shouldn't. We don't know Kim to lie. Especially no. about North. But it also is interesting that in her supportive claims about... Um, in her Instagram stories, she was had a picture of some art and referred and con, she in the context of the story she was referring to Kanye and instead of calling Kanye she called him North's dad. She said throwback to some of her dad's artwork that he did when he was a kid, which some people are taking to mean like she can't even utter his name. They're divorced, which I took to mean like this is a story about North and it's North's dad no. showing her artistic ability. I really appreciate like the level of denial you are reaching, but no, for like me, when I this is th- how you refer to the father of your children who you're no longer married to, Mm -mm. like the children's father. I saw a story like on her stories before it was a news story and I was like, oh, that's so cute. Like I didn't think anything of it. I think people are just looking too into it. No, um, I feel as though I've been on the denial train with you for quite some time, but I did think that was intentional weird wording. I don't think so. I think it's just all about North. Like, And I think that if Kim like didn't want to mentioned Kanye she wouldn't have posted it at all like she's posting his young artwork so sweet I think this whole story is so sweet I love North's painting like can't wait till it's an art vandalay original they should you know what I love they should collab you're just so sweet like you just really believe like in the good you know I believe in in my people yeah no for sure and I was really there with you but I think at this point like I'm not saying that they're not getting divorced. I'm just saying I have no reason to believe right now that they are because Kim hasn't said anything to me. Okay. Anyways, we'll To you. Are you waiting for a text message? I'm waiting for the statement from Kim's IG, just like she spoke on North. Yeah. You know, there's all these rumors flying. She did not hesitate to correct this one. No, don't come for her fucking children. Don't come for her children. Looking forward to the Northwest Art Vandalay collab whenever it drops. You know, I think often about those pieces that Chloe made during her stint as Art Vandalay. Apparently they're an artistic family. No, they were really, really good. And once they got them framed side by side, like the red and the black, I was like, I would fully put that in my home. Where are they? They should auction them for charity because I would fucking buy them. 100%, but it also goes to show how a nice frame can make anything look fabulous. No, and that's and like why pro- you need frame bridge. <laughs> to not today's sponsor, but you're right. Like the proper, just like a nice canvas, like some decent paint and a fancy art uh, frame. And you're right. Like it's just, it's enough. Yeah. No, those, that's so true. Those were some really funny episodes. But where do we think that they live? I think they're probably in Chris Jenner's home. No, I, don't, I think they're in Chloe's garage. Did you ever watch the um, home edit episode of Chloe's Garage? No. They weren't in there. 
They literally went through all of her stuff. Like, True has uh, 117 of those, like, mini cars that every kid wanted when they were a kid that, like, really drove. Mm -hmm. She has, like, a Bentley, a Range Rover. Like, she's the craziest shit. Um, All of Chloe's paint supplies are in there that she made it into, like, her paint studio. But there were no framed pieces hanging around. Oh, maybe she has, like, a little you know, room in her house where they're all hanging or maybe they're in the attic. And then she also had like a huge corner for like all the merch she gets from herself, like her collabs with like Good American and, and all these other, pro- and then her sister's collabs that like they sent her. Oh, that's so nice. That's what I need. Yeah, I need a merch room. Like the merch that we have, that's why I have to wear it today just because like there was literally no room for it in my closet. No, I'm out of room for it. Like I always have like a couple piles of merch. Me too. And now we have new merch dropping on February 17th and you guys, it is sickening the warehouse down. The warehouse is still sick. No, the warehouse... Who am I? <coughs> Warehouse. Yes, because they're fucking sick from the most sickening merchandise just sitting on their shelves. You guys will get some sneak peeks coming soon, but the drop is on Wednesday, February 17th. Gird your loins. Gird your motherfucking loins. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, sorry. Anyways, Justice for North has been served once again. Stop doubting her. Yeah, it's, that's the, the true lesson here. It's like... Kim is her mother. Kanye West is her father. She is the firstborn. In Judaism, we call that the Bachor. It's for a boy, but still it counts. Bachorah. Bachorah. We must, as a society, stop doubting Northwest's abilities. Like, homegirl, like, she will be the first, you know, something. You know, she's going to be like an Whatever a- she astronaut. Wants. Yeah, like, she's going to kill it. Yeah. So if she wants to be the next Bob Ross, she so will be. So be it. She will be. Okay, next up is a crazy story that has been like circulating on the web, but cops are now denying this wild rumor that Army Hammer is a oh, suspect yeah. in a death investigation. Like literally, it's crazy that like Instagram pages like Dumois and like a yeah. bunch of these other gossip sites, like they literally started this rumor. Mm-hmm. Police have shut down a wild online rumor that Army Hammer is a suspect in California's Wonder Valley death investigation. After hikers discovered human remains in the California desert on January 31st, social media ran rampant with speculation linking the 34-year-old actor who's caught up in his own scandal to the case. The rumors began after Instagram account Dumois shared... Yeah, shared posts claiming that a shocking story about Hammer would be published immediately and suggested that that is why his agency, WME, dropped him. Got it. So if you saw the post on Dumois, and then there was like... Dumois. I always I say it's different French. every time. It's French. I say it different every time. But there was also these tweets going around saying that like Army Hammer at one point in this year was like working in construction and... Which um, is just a very bizarre thing for an actor to do. Right. And then also like at that same time, some bodies were found very close by so and then, he was working on a movie that was set near this location where the bodies were found so it was like there wasn't there wasn't not evidence like <laughs> it, when i read it i'm like this could be true and then like, also with dumois saying that um a big article was about to come out about army that was so damning that that his agency preemptive, knew it was coming preemptively dropped him it was right like, and we're still waiting like according to now a lot of people like the la times is working on like a major piece on Army Hammer that has something so damning in it, like it's worse than anything we've ever seen. So it's like, we've seen something really bad. The logical next thing, like what's worse than cannibalism? Murder. Like, so it's not a crazy thought. So when all these things were happening at the same time, we heard about the article, something damning was coming. Someone put together like with this dead body, like it didn't not make sense. Yeah, no, it wasn't like crazy. So crazy. Um, But now the San Bernardino County Sheriff told The Sun that Army Hammer's name hasn't come up as a suspect at all. We have no plans to investigate him. He's probably relieved about that. So I guess that's that on that. Yeah. But that was a crazy few days. Sometimes the rumors were like so crazy that we actually didn't even talk about them because that's like But insane. no, now the police are getting involved. It's insane if wrong. It's speculation and like conspiracy theory at and its finest. A hundred percent. But now that the police spoke on it, we as a le- legitimate news source here, like we can speak on it. Right. So and by speaking on it, we're saying that these two things. And I feel like a lot of people like saw those tweets and were like, question mark, waiting for the story to drop. Right. So I guess here we are to tell you that that's not going to be the story. But still pending this mysterious Article. LA Times story that's so bad that Trump's cannibalism. Right. I'm very much looking forward to reading that piece. If, yes. if it ever sees the light of day. Yes. I have a feeling like because we know about it, it probably never existed. Yeah, like someone somewhere is working to get it stopped. No, it's like a game of telephone. Like, like this the article never existed, you know? Yeah. Like, I think it's very logical that his agency would drop him 
not because of something's coming, but because of all that's already happened. Like an, agen all, an agency's job is to make you money. And at some point, I've been dropped by an agency. At some point, due to a scandal, like you are no longer lucrative for an agency. Yes, but all of this cannibal stuff came out a few weeks ago. It did, it did take them a very long time. Yeah, it took my been, agency um, like one hour to drop <laughs> me and I didn't hurt anybody. So he's hypocrisy. Been, yeah. Hypocrisy. Yeah. He's been America's next top cannibal for a while. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Thank you. Oh my God. And you know, I always, I've been thinking a lot, like, I just wonder, like, where, first of all, like, where is he? Like, where is he experiencing the cancellation? from is it a house is it a hotel has he seen his kids what is going through his mind does he feel like he's being framed like is he sorry like i'm just According curious to his statement he thinks he's being framed right but that statement was so long ago like i don't even i don't even remember like i don't know her like i don't know that statement it was like it was written in all caps and it was supposed to be like written by a publicist it looked like it was written by a child it looked like northwest wrote it well then it would be amazing <laughs> if she wrote it so stay tuned Next story, a little happy royal bebe news. HRBN? HRBN. It's time for a little HRBN. Ready? Okay. Princess Eugenie shares the adorable first photo of her newborn son on Instagram. Princess Eugenie is re welcoming her first child in a modern way with an Instagram post. That is true. This is like a first royal yes. baby with an Instagram photo that reminds me very much of Kylie and Stormy's. And very much of Olivia and Michaela. I know. This like hand-holding baby announcement is, is all the rage right now and it's so sweet. No, because it's like the mom is fucking tired. She just like gave birth, created a child, and people, like, I have seen people, like, getting their hair and makeup done in the hospital, which, you know, good for you. I'm not here to judge anyone, but, like, that will not be me. Like, I will literally, I probably won't even have a manicure. I can tell you someone who it will be. You! <laughs> I will, there's literally two types of girls in the world. Girls who do the hand-holding thing and girls who get their hair and makeup done. Well, no, I'm not going to get my hair and makeup done, but I'm definitely going to be putting some foundation on. You know how red I get? Like, I would be yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. No, and A like, foundation and a brow and a lash. I'm not going to have a makeup artist. I don't even have a makeup artist, like, for my wedding. Right, that's true. Yeah. Um, I'm going to bring up an example that I've recently found out that you say I bring up all the time. But I look um, to hearing. what to expect when you're expecting <laughs> that scene where like Brooklyn Decker sneezes out two twins. Two, there's two types of I am Elizabeth women. Banks like all the way. And like you are Brooklyn no, Decker. No, no, no. Yes. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, it remains to be seen. Also, you could say there's two types of pregnant women, Courtney and Kim. Yeah, that, that's so true. And I'm much more of a Kim. For sure. Same. For sure. But we shall see. You never know. Anything can happen when you're expecting. Yeah. And you never know what to expect <laughs> when you're expecting. Okay. The first photo of Princess Eugenie and Jack Brooks Banks' baby boy was shared on the Royals' Instagram page on Tuesday. The black and white shot shows their baby's hand wrapped around Eugenie's thumb while Jack holds the baby boy's arm. You know, that is a new touch of both parents' hands in the photo. Yeah. You know? I feel like, you know, the mom did more work. Like, let her have her moment, but okay, whatever. Yeah. But it's still really cute. Uh, she captioned the shot with blue heart emojis and two exclamation points to show her excitement. I I really am like not over the fact that it's like royal announcement news on Instagram. I think that's so cool. No, it is. It's so 21st century of them. The queen yet again ushering the monarchy into a new era. Mm -hmm. um, so I found this out because like uh, on People Magazine's Instagram, there was a picture of them. And then it was like in the caption, it was like, welcome, princess, you know, whatever. And they happened to have chosen like a really unflattering picture of both of them. And the comments <laughs> were... So mean, mostly because like the I'm picture, the picture of both of them had a lot of teeth Is it and they one? were British teeth. Yeah, Is that's it. it. I think. They look so cute no, but, and like, so happy. People are so People fucking are so mean. mean, but like, you know, like when you're, when you're, your internal monologue, when you're looking at a picture, like for me, I would never say anything, but I was looking at the picture. I'm like, oh, that's, you know, a lot of teeth. And then the comments were just like, so mean. Damn. Now, justice just when the royals get on instagram they're gonna yeah, be now you're gonna make fun of them which just is like a british trope but it's not nice <laughs> they're so mean. i'm not even reading them no that ain't like, right no i know but um that's how i found out about the british new baby okay well very happy warm wishes yes to this new family i feel like whenever we bring up eugenie like we always say like ideal level of royal fame like she probably has a small semblance of a normal no, life i think we say the opposite actually i'm having deja vu because, we literally had this conversation because before. she has all of the responsibility and none of the perks no i disagree she doesn't have the perks yes she does no she doesn't she has the money 
I don't know. Isn't that like the only perk? And the fame. Yeah, no, but like she's not like. But I she doesn't know. have to go to as many like state dinners as everyone else. Like she probably. I guess it, it really just depends what you think are responsibilities right. and what you think are perks. Perks, yeah. No, that's you know? so right. Because I think that uh, most people see a state dinner as a responsibility, but to me, sounds fabulous. Perk. Yeah, but not when you have them like every night and you have to like wear these heavy like dresses and sashes and crowns and jewels. It depends on the person because to me, that sounds amazing. To someone else, not it sounds Not every like work. night for your whole life. A couple times a year, Crowns maybe. and jewels and sashes. Oh, my. <laughs> okay, are you ready for our next story? I'm ready. Come, Come and find me. I'm not going to hang out the sun on my side. It's heavy. Come and find me. Open up the door. And I'm ready. Ready. Those that was like such an obscure song. Those lyrics make no, no sense. No sense. We're definitely singing them wrong. I'm heavy. Come and find me. No, thank you. Open for the one and I'm ready. Ready. <laughs> you just can't be the right lyrics. No, we're definitely singing them wrong. But we had a dance like made up to that when we were kids. Oh, yeah. Do you remember? Did we have a big kick? Yeah, and it was like, Red. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Ow. <laughs> Shit. Did you hit the corner? Oh, no, I'm actually going to cry. It hurt. Ow. <laughs> oh, no. I'm okay. Did you hit the corner of the mic box? Yes. With your, with your tendon with in your wrist? Literally. Oh. With the um, no. Call an ambulance. Call an ambulance. But for me. For me. <laughs> okay, I'm okay. I'm where that really Ooh. hurt. I almost well, just Well, I think this next story is going to cheer you up, honestly. It better be about Alex Trebek. It is. His Jeopardy wardrobe is being donated to a homeless organization. Some of the wardrobe worn by the beloved Jeopardy host has been donated to the Doe Fund, a nonprofit that provides housing, vocational training, continuing education, and other services for formerly homeless and incarcerated New Yorkers. The Doe, the Fund, Doe Fund is the best organization. It's such a fabulous organization. Do they come? I know when we were in high school, they came and talked to us. To like the students, a, yes. And that's how I first heard about it. And now if you're ever on the street, you'll see people who work for the Doe Fund, Ready, Willing, and Able in the blue suits. Um, you see them everywhere. And I'm so glad they're still around because like, I first heard heard about them in high school like maybe 10 years ago yes and, and that's it, it's just like it's they're an organization that like I, they just have their shit together like they've been around forever they've proven success and they I'm sure they are so excited about this donation yes during his last day on set Alex extolled the virtues of everyone opening up their hands and their hearts to those who are suffering donating his wardrobe to those who are working to rebuild their lives is the perfect way to begin to honor that last request said Mike Richards who is the executive producer of Jeopardy among the donated items are 14 suits 58 dresses dress shirts, 300 ties, 25 wow. polo shirts, 14 sweaters, nine sports coats, nine pairs of dress shoes, 15 belts, two parkas, and three pairs of dress slacks. The wow. clothes will go to participants in the Doe Fund's re-entry program called Ready, Willing, and Able as attire suitable for job interviews. Oh my God, that's so sweet. And it's like, we all, yet again, can learn another valuable lesson from Alex Trebek and it's like even after he's gone his legacy he is just lives on lives on this is so so nice and I love and he's from Canada I don't even know like you know how he knows about the Doe Fund does he not oh I don't know and well, they film in LA yeah maybe the um the executive producer might have it's made the, the call yeah yeah it might be familiar. it's so great like when I saw this on like one of those good news Instagrams I was crying like yeah. it's so sweet it's an amazing story and they have pictures of the recipients with their like and like not only do you get like a fancy suit like it was worn by a celebrity. Like, yeah, historic. So exciting. Yeah. We love to see it. We do. Just a really great story. And our fifth and final story is some interesting news. Celebs Jerry Seinfeld, Debbie Mazar, and more will be voicing NYC subway PSAs. Oh, thank God. So the stand clear of the closing doors announcement is getting a star-studded makeover. Oh, with, I love this. With a dose of gritty New York attitude. Starting Friday, a collection of New York City's notable natives, including Jerry Seinfeld, Debbie Mazar, and Whoopi Goldberg, will be... Iconic. Will Iconic. Be, will be voicing the, MT, the MTA subway and bus announcements as part of a new initiative to breathe life into the pandemic-weary public we transport system. We need it. Debbie Mazar says, the subway is part of my DNA. I'm so excited to do this. I want subway riders to feel welcome. I want them to hear a familiar voice, think for a second, and maybe smile. Wait, you know what? Of course, I'm, I, I like who they have, but they really should have also included like Howard Stern and Andy Cohen. Okay. Sorry, just saying. Maybe that will be like the next installment. But I think when you think of... Um, famous 
iconic New Yorkers, obviously Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, I don't think of Debbie Mazar. I did not even no, know she lived here. She but has such a great and distinct voice. Yes, and Whoopi Goldberg, it's like, like if, can you imagine like have, after a long day, like on the way home, so excited to get home, and then you hear like the warm, delicious voice of Whoopi Goldberg. That's a great one. Yeah, that's a really, really good one. Oh, I think that there are more, um, but the campaign was spearheaded by director Nicholas Heller, who's behind the Instagram account at New York Nico, where he features like big Apple characters. The MTA reached out to him for ideas hmm. for how to spice up the subway. Well, look at the MTA being forward thinking, like can't get their trains running on time, but reached out to an influencer. There's such a disconnect here, but okay. Yeah. He approached about 50 prominent New Yorkers from across different industries, and no one, like, had an issue to participate, even though there's no money involved. Wow. He landed 25 of them, including Fran Lebowitz, probably another wow. great New York voice, rappers Jada Kiss and Cameron, comedians Jesus De- and Marrow, radio... Jesus pers- and Marrow. Jesus and Marrow, sorry. Radio personalities Angela Yee and Angie Martinez, and sportscaster Michael Kay. So there's, cool. there's a lot of different voices. I think this is going to be a really cool and hopefully ongoing campaign where yeah. new voices could always be added. Well, you know, I would love to hear from Jerry Seinfeld, you know, after he made like a huge, you know, ta-da over the summer, you know, yeah. New York's coming back. I guess this is his way of helping. I think this is his way of helping. This is, you know, a lot of people's ways of, of doing something exciting for the city. Yeah. So I think that it's a it's a cool, interesting little factoid. You no, know, um, I like it a lot, but, but it's I think just it's funny. like a little bit again, like celebrities thinking that they're gonna just like save the world. Oh well, yeah, it's a little bit of that, but it's more so like if you live in New York, like you know how we are riddled with problems, and like the voice of the MTA man like wasn't at the top of our list. It's more like you know the crime, and there's just like all there so many restaurants closing, like the economy. So I feel like maybe, call me crazy, we should tackle some of those first yeah. and then worry about who's going to tell us what the next stop is. Right, exactly. And, and to I'm going to miss clear. that guy. And I know. he was Stand so- clear of the, the closing, closing doors, doors, please. And like whenever I hear that, it just like triggers me actually back to NYU. Like I just hate I know. it. So maybe like getting some new voices in there, we can create new memories. I'm actually really okay with that. Yeah, and if they need some like young New York voices to say, good morning, MTA. We- Welcome to Times Square, <laughs> the home of Broadway! We are available. We are, yeah. We could do some more, like, um, okay, okay, okay. No, say, if you don't get off at your next stop, you'll be remiss. You'll be devastated. devastated. You'll be heartbroken. And even heartbroken. And then it's like, I'll do all the ones for, like, the theater district. So, like, (laughs) next stop, Lincoln Center, home of the opera! And then we'll be like, hear the sounds of marching feet dun, dun, dun. on the avenue. I'm taking you to 42nd Street. Yeah. If they're not oh, playing that on, every time they hit 42nd Street, what is you doing? And then, and then when they, I don't think there is a 57th Street stop, but if there, no, actually it's there 59th. is. It's 59th. Yeah. But, but there's some, also 57th some and lines, 7th. Yeah. Some lines. I, I would be like... I was walking towards 57th Street, towards Park, yes. with my same old song in my same old heart, thinking when I'm going to do when I get older. Claudia, that's fucking beautiful. Yeah, I could come up with a whole slate of songs that I can and mention. Then if you're on the 6th and you're heading north, Uptown Girl. Yes! She, she was living in her Uptown world. And if you're on the 6th, just like between stops, I was running through, through the 6th with my woes. You know how that chick go? Just a little something like that. Yeah. I th- oh, and then if I was on the four train, a little Janet Jackson. Only got four minutes to save, save the, the world. world. Hesitating. Ooh. Oh, and then when it's the final, final stop, you know, when they get all the way north or all the way south and everyone has to get off. I want to see you out that door, baby. Bop, 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 That's beautiful. Or if they were on the R train. Are you ready for it? Boom. Boom. Oh, that's Boom. good. And the doors will, the door, and we'll have a fog <laughs> machine and the doors will open and close. Doom, doom, doom. Fog machine, lights, lights, and fog. <laughs> Every day on your way to work. You know, this could literally be like the best project. Like, I really could come up with like a pop culture music themed extravaganza. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I could I could go on. No, I could wax poetic. Yeah. Oh, and then, you know, like, Oh, the Empire State Building. Um, stop. In New York. Concrete jungle, wet dream tomato. There's nothing you can't do. <laughs> okay. I really don't want to stop, but I think No, we like, I could go on forever. Oh, and then when the train comes to a stop, 
you know how sometimes like between between stops like you get stuck in the tunnel because like the lights don't work or something yes um <clears throat> when it comes to a screeching halt stop in the name of love before you break my heart just an idea so once again we are available or if you want to hire real singers you could do that too the uh, ideas are free mta i i'm a real singer so just for sure but i'm gonna say the ideas are free no really you would intellectual property no but i'm giving them to the mta for those are you ready for it closing doors like that's so funny i will supply the fog you machine. can't put a price you can okay now moving on to dear toasters which is our advice segment where we do every wednesday we take advice and if you want to ever no we give advice and if you ever have a queer query query quandary query quandary pickle that you're in email us dear toasters at gmail.com and we will do our best to read your advice on air completely anonymously. And the Dear Toaster segment is brought to you by Sweaty Betty. New year, new chance to kick butt. 2021 is the perfect time to take your fitness to the next level with a pair of London's most popular Sweaty Betty power leggings. Make any move you want knowing your leggings have got your backside. Being more active is one of the most common New Year's Eve resolutions, but a third of workouts get skipped. One of the main reasons why is because of bad workout clothing. So excuse-proof your workouts with Sweaty Betty's power leggings. I love leggings. I'm a firm believer that leggings our pants and anyone who tells you any differently is just super toxic so i'm always looking for the best legging i really am and sweaty betty i knew i've i've heard of forever and i just got a pair like two weeks ago and they're fabulous like they're firm they're tight they don't i hate the drop crotch like yeah. that is no they're so good i actually wore my sweaty betty leggings yesterday to work out at home and now that i'm thinking about it like first of all they felt amazing but i wound up doing more i did three workouts mm. because i just didn't want to get off right and i i think there's a direct correlation and they have pockets which like is a because you you know you need a little granola bar stick it in the pocket you need your air pockets AirPods like, case, hundred yeah. percent. But like, I loved the way the leggings felt yesterday, and I didn't want to get off the bike. And I think there's a correlation. Just saying. No other athletic brand can compete with the Sweaty Betty Power Leggings, expertly placed seams and squat tested compression fabric that sculpt your bum into its instant peach emoji status. So they're quick drying, and they have the pockets in the back and the side. Their Power Leggings are high waisted, squat proof performers with expertly placed seams that make you look and feel at the top of your game anytime you want to sweat. Their opaque fabric, adjustable drawstring waist, and pockets make your workout look as good as it feels because you deserve to look amazing before during and after your workout go to sweatybetty.com toast and use our code toast at checkout to get 20 percent off your purchase this is the best offer sweaty betty has available anywhere and it's spelled s-w-e-a-t-y b-e-t-t-y dot com slash toast and then you have to use our code at checkout sweatybetty.com toast promo code toast love it okay um okay dear toasters ready mm-hmm Hi, Claudia and Jackie. Hi. Hi. Claude, congrats on being a New York Times bestseller. Your book was everything of the sort. Thank you. My boyfriend is a pijam, and we moved in together seven months ago in his hometown, where all of his close friends and family still live. This is a huge deal for me because I moved far away from my sisters, friends, and parents to be with him. I have a couple friends in the area, but due to COVID, I haven't been able to make any more. I still struggle living away from my friends and family, but I love living with him. There is one issue I need my two disgraced queens to help me with. Mm. My boyfriend has a friend. Let's call her Gabby. They've been friends since middle school and have a weirdly close relationship. She is single and they are constantly texting and she is always at my apartment. I've gone snooping before and haven't found anything incriminating, but it still weirds me out. Her family owns a restaurant and every time we go out to eat, we go there so we can see Gabby. They are both part of this larger friend group that is friend group that is always hanging out while I am left at home watching reruns of Real Housewives of New Jersey and I just eat my weight in salt and vinegar chips. I've been wondering, why am I not invited to these hangouts? His other friends bring their significant others and he never invites me. The one time I did hang out with his friends, it was really fun, but I've never been invited back. I'm starting to think that he is not inviting me because Gabby is there and he doesn't want us in the same room. Am I being crazy or do you think that something weird is going on with Gabby and my boyfriend? I truly love my boyfriend so much and I see myself marrying him, but my mind is going to the worst places. Sincerely, a sad toaster. There's a lot to unpack here. The first is obviously like, should or can your fiance, who's a male, have a friend that's a girl? We can talk about that. But I think the second thing, like your boyfriend, like constantly hanging out with his group of friends, girls and boys, and not inviting you is really fucked up. Seeing as how like you gave up so much to move away, all your friends and family are back at home. You have very few friends in this town, especially because of COVID. And he has like a full blown group of friends, infrastructure, that ain't and you right. can't come. That, that ain't, ain't right. right. Like, first of all, because you moved your whole life for him and like, 
gave him everything that he wanted like you pretty much should get everything that you want like from now until eternity so if you want to be hanging out with the friends like just say I moved here for you like I'm going Mm -hmm. you know you have so you need to like wield that a little more yeah um and it's a little bit shady that he wouldn't include you to begin with like maybe he thinks you don't want to be there because honestly watching Real Housewives of New Jersey and eating salt and vinegar chips like sounds like a really good time but no like just stand up for yourself Mm -hmm. that's not right and as far as Gabby goes like once you're in these situations you can get a pulse on her and if you think that it's it's not good tell him I moved here for you you're not allowed to be friends with Gabby anymore yeah it sounds like you're forgetting like you're in charge Gabby doesn't run this town you do a hundred percent but then the conversation about him having like a close friend like Gabby so of course like I'm such a jealous person like when I think about it I'm like okay no and if that were Ben, like, I would kill someone. But honestly, like, Abe, like, is one of my best friends. I hang out with him all the time. I FaceTime him, like, for hours at a time. And, like, Ben doesn't feel weird about it. And, like, there's literally nothing to feel weird about. So sometimes it is just a friend. friend. But I do think it's not to be, like, so, you know, 1950s. Like, I think it's fine for a girl to have a guy friend. But I don't think it's fine for a guy to have a girlfriend. I think there's just... Um Context is everything per usual. Like, one, what's her situation like? Is she in a relationship? Two, yeah, you and, know. And you know what makes it weird? The fact that Gabby has, like, no relationship with the fiancé. Like, Abe and Ben have hung out multiple times yeah. before. Like, he's more yeah. of, like, a couple if, friends. If you have to keep it separate, you're doing something wrong. If yeah. everyone's together as friends, it's a beautiful thing. But I think, like, let's hear more about Gabby before we judge her. Yeah, we it don't sounds know like you enough. don't really know her. Yeah. No, but, I but think you obviously just for, hate her. Because even for us too. Like, is she in a relationship? Like, what is her deal? Right. Like, does she have a history of like you know being a skank? Um, like, what? <laughs> like, no. Is she have a history of being a man stealer? Like, yeah. what's the? Yeah. I don't mean, skank. That's like a derogatory word. I apologize. But like, has she you know hooked up with other people's fiancés or live-in boyfriends? You know, live-in boyfriends. Next up, it's huh. like so nice you moved like into this small town for your boyfriend. Honestly, sounds epic. I wish Ben was from no, a small 100%. town. No, one hundred percent. Maybe we should move there and then we could like all form a group. Yes, we'll start a cool like, group. Yeah, Gabby. Yeah, like, Gabby. Like, Gabby. We're not going to your restaurant we're going to the competing restaurant that's so mean (laughs) okay hi claudia and jackie i must start off by saying i listen to the podcast daily and i love you guys i need some advice and i'd be rdh if i didn't come here i am seriously rdh i'm a dental hygienist oh my god she's a registered dental hygienist she better have got that sweatshirt i had a patient a few weeks ago and i saw him both and i had a patient a few weeks ago i saw both him and his son my patient is about 55 and his son is 14. The dad was a little creepy and complimented my hands more than once, but whatever. I was talking to the both of them about skiing and how I recently picked it up over the quarantine. I was walking the dad out to leave and he offered me a pair of skis that are too big for his son. I took it with a grain of salt and kind of ignored it. I was, <laughs> I was working the other day and the dad brought in his son to have some work done and he brought me the skis. I was so awkward and uncomfortable. He just left them in my office. I took them home, but I feel a little unprofessional and totally weird if this is this guy's way of flirting with me. What do I do? Do I call him and say they don't fit, I can't accept them, or do I just keep them? I mean, it's free skis and they fit. Is this wrong of me? They Please fit. Help. That's An really hard. An awkward RDH toaster. I mean, girl, keep the skis. Like, life is expensive. If you, you get a free pair of skis, don't question it. Yeah, and honestly, like, sending them back, like, also makes it awkward. It's and you have awkward. to coordinate, like, the pickup. It's like- awkward regardless, because he seems like just an awkward guy. I mean, obviously, monitor the situation. If anything feels, like, truly creepy, report yeah. it. But but right now, it seems like he's maybe just, like, a nice guy. Like, with a free pair of skis. Like, yeah. I don't know. Some people are just really generous like that. Yes. Like, I have this thing that I don't need, and you need it. Like, here you go. That just makes complete sense. No, and, like, I'm, I guess you could say, like, I'm generous, but, like, you have to come to my house and pick it up. I'm not driving out of my way to drop it off for you. Like, it's, yeah. it's your gift. Yeah, but I guess he really just, some people are do-gooders. I don't know. I was doing the Wicked Ride on Peloton yesterday, and that song came on, No Good Deed Goes Unpunished, and mm. I'm like... This, so true. That's how this man will feel if you return the skis. So yeah, like, you don't want to make him feel bad. Let him do the good deed until he gives you a reason to think that there was like another reason behind it. I just yeah. like want to see the good in people. And it sounds like you don't like feel uncomfortable by, by his presence. It's just like, it's really not a normal thing to do. Like yeah, it's socially. just like super fucking extra, but... I mean, you, he likes you. Like You have a pair of skis. When Where are we going? Yeah, where are we going? I'll meet you in Let's Aspen. Let's shred the fucking gnar, y'all. <laughs> okay, Ready? Dear Jack, Claude, and Theodora, mm. love you guys so much. Thank you for everything you do and bringing a smile to a millennial's face. Oh my God, you're so welcome. I have physical proof that my boss's husband is sleeping with our coworker and is now borderline stalking her. Okay, so the boss's, oh my God, excuse the me. Boss. <laughs> boss. The cake boss's husband. So the boss, I guess, okay, the boss's husband is sleeping with a coworker and okay. now is stalking her. Okay. And now he's stalking her. Grab we it. all work in the same office. My boss is Allie, the coworker is Chelsea, and the husband is James. 
Hold on. Boss yeah. is Allie. Coworkers Chelsea. Husband is James. Got it. I like. I'm like reading this, but I can't comprehend it. Do you ever have, have that yes, happen? Yes. I'm like these are just letters. Like, <laughs> okay. Boss is Allie. So. The coworker and the husband. Chelsea and James. Oh, wow, very good. I'm like, I'm not able to digest to this. It? No, I can read it. James and Chelsea used to be super, super flirty and it was really uncomfortable. I would look over at Allie and it seemed like she was ignoring it. James and Chelsea would disappear for over an hour at a time. And when Chelsea would come back, she would have an elaborate story about traffic, spilling coffee on herself and so on. Fast forward a couple months and she admits to someone that she was sleeping with him in his car. He would also give her money for manicures, highlights and whatever she wanted. Now she says she's over him, but still accepts money and gifts. And get this, he sends her gifts to the office and Chelsea leaves them on her desk for Allie to see. Would you somehow want Allie to know there is a rumor that James that this isn't the first time James has been screwing around Allie is a precious gem of a woman and does not deserve any of this signed monkey in the middle of a scandal sounds like you gotta stop butting in people's business like I know but it also sounds like you should write her a letter anonymous dear Dear Sam the other night the other night at at James's car HR (laughs) Chelsea James put his head head between between Chelsea's Chelsea's breasts yeah yeah I mean my inclination is always just like butt the fuck out of people's business especially at work like Work yes. isn't your life. You know, you go to work to live. You got to make your money. Like, it's not everything. So just, like, I don't know. Keep your head. D- That's my advice. Seems like you're, like, really invested in it emotionally. And, like, I just, I'm not that type of person. I'm like, my coworkers, like, you can all go fuck yourselves. Like, I'm getting out of That's here. That's literally just me. No, you and know, that hurts. I mean, like, if I was in a typical setting with people I wasn't related to. <laughs> okay. Like, I'm just not the type of person, like, in a corporate setting, like, to care that much. Yeah, yeah. I own my own company, so like now, like yes, I'm very passionate about everyone here. But like if I was just like a cog in a machine. Yeah. I would do my cog work, make my money so I can go get drinks. Like, yeah. keep your head down. That's my advice. Yeah, I, w- I would try to. I think it's really hard. Um, and I, 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 again, no good deed goes unpunished. So if you tell Allie, like, you, then you're a part of this. Like, everyone shoots the messenger. And then you're the office snitch. Ugh to see and that's a label that's very very hard to get rid of yeah i would um try and stay out of it yeah um also sorry that's like boring advice yeah but it's most prudent there also could be more that you don't know like so just leave it alone yeah maybe they're a throuble like yeah don't involve yourself like you know what everything everything works itself out in the end it really does yeah the cream always rises and that's our show that is our show. That Nobody else's our show. Nobody else's show. None whatsoever. No, we have to real, recap oh. Real Housewives of Dallas. Oh, yeah. So that's and the actually, Britney documentary. That's actually not our show. Okay. So Real Housewives of Dallas, super quick, um, was such a boring episode. And it was kind of like the worst edit for Tiffany Moon of all time. Yes. I think it was a boring episode, but it was very illustrative of people's personalities. Yes. And I think that Tiffany Moon has had like a really great season so far. And now it's like everything about everything that she did in last night's episode and hosting people in her house. Like was totally crazy she is a control freak Mm -hmm. and she's not a good host like no and she's also a control freak which is by the way like sometimes can be endearing and like you cut like you know if you're self-aware about it and it's funny but she was just like going about everything in the wrong way and it really reached a pinnacle when she was the reason why brandy needed to throw up and then also made brandy put on booties in order to go into the house to throw up like yeah that was crazy right because it's not being a control freak isn't a bad thing but it's the way that she controls that's so derogatory I think like and that's what Cameron was saying like when she corrected her grammar like it's okay to correct someone's grammar but like it de- she has this way of like treating talking to other people like their kids like you will put your booties on you will go to the bathroom you will take your booties off you will come outside like it was just very condescending yeah, and so and I it, think that's what rubbed people the wrong way more so even the way she sent the text message okay you need to have people out of your house by 11 you, as the host, you can make that happen. You don't have to send a text message like to make people feel unwelcome in your home at 10.31. Yeah, it, it was all kind of done in the wrong way. And also it takes the fun out of everything. Like nobody wants to feel like you're an imposition in someone else's house. It's like, why am I here? If I can't even walk into the house without shoes or I can't go to the bathroom, like why did I come here? And honestly, she should have just had everyone take their shoes off and like give, away, give out flip-flops or something. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I respect, and I know that it's a really big thing in Asian culture, and it makes a lot of sense. Like, bringing no, it, your dirty makes, subway shoes. It makes complete sense. And to have them wear the booties, like, through the house when they go to the outside, sure. I just thought that in the moment where Brandy was throwing up, like, it was extreme. Agreed. Like, at some point, the booties, we can forget about Especially them. Especially because Tiffany felt so terribly that she was the reason why Brandy needed to throw up. Yeah. And the prank thing. Um, I think it's, 
I like the idea of pranking, especially because it's huge in this group of girls, especially with Brandy, obviously. But it is, um, it's a difficult thing when you're pranking somebody with, with something food. to eat. Like, say you were allergic. Say you're allergic. Say you're kosher. Like, it, yeah. like if someone put crickets in my food, like that's I, not okay. That's not okay. Yeah, and so I thought like a lot of the people had had different reactions. Like I thought Deandra like handled it like the best I think mostly she feels protective over Tiffany because They're, she brought her into the yeah. group so she was like oh it's not a big deal and then Carrie Brittingham but also Deandra we know is the most adventurous, adventurous eater yes Carrie Brittingham like was just so annoying she's like I knew it I knew it like no you didn't first of all you literally had no idea she got you 100% and then she was just like she was fine with it like she was just being she was just mad because she doesn't like Tiffany like she's yeah. just making things up and like trying to make her feel bad Brandy on the other hand like like, that was really unfortunate, you know? And, yes. like, that's why you don't do a prank like that. Right. So it, I just felt bad for her because, like, she, like, tried to get in with, like, the pranksters. And, like, that's not a good place to start. No, there's nothing sadder than, like, a prank on a ride like that. And she ended it, like, feeling so bad. Like, Brandy felt so bad. It was just not well. It was not good. Yeah. I'm, like, so excited for uh, Cameron Westcott's new home. Like, I just need her old house to sell. And I need to see the inside of the house. I know. I love Cameron's home scene so much. Like, first of all... Bruno loves watching Fancy. Like Theo was <gasps> Fancy on the treadmill. Yeah, what's Fancy doing? Right, like accountability coach. Fancy's in the car. Like <laughs> loves Fancy, and I I feel like I actually learn a lot about dog training like from her scenes with the dog trainer. So it's like typically I would probably be uninterested in yeah, like someone's dog. Like that's your storyline, but she makes it so funny and interesting. And I just like love her family. Me too. And another person whose um, like family scenes or personal scenes I really like is Stephanie Holman and the Holman Foundation. Like just um, learning the intricacies of like standard lockers cost $275,000. Like that's crazy. And I actually think it's such a nice, I'm like when they were like, we're going to give away lockers. I'm like, who needs a locker in their house? But like she's doing it um, for schools and, and colleges that are um, struggling. And it's actually such a nice way to give concept back. yeah and I can't wait to see what the Holman Foundation accomplishes yeah no it's it's really cute and it's cute watching her and Travis work together and I love that they do confessionals together because yes. they're always so funny your back is hairy peach fuzz he's like you're fuzzy I'm hairy no they're really really cute yeah. I agree but it was a crazy um dinner party or it was just did not look fun no it did not look so fun many at all. rules and it's such a fun concept and tiffany's house is so amazing oh it's like, so nice and i feel like it could have been such a fun night and it was just one of those like disaster evenings and, and i found it weird because i think the whole point of the party and, and tiffany had said was she really wants to get to know the girls and she wants them to get to know her and she was just like forcing it so much mm -hmm. that like every time she shared an anecdote it felt so awkward like when she said like I used to pronounce jalapenos jalapenos like that is a funny thing but like she was just like forcing the conversation on everyone and like everyone was like like no one was talking about that before so the whole thing I felt like she was just really uncomfortable the whole time because, because think, she cares and also like when you are a control freak like having people in your house like I feel like I can be that way too where it's like I'm more stressed hosting people than I am like even I feel like when they went and had dim sum, like she was so much more relaxed. Yeah, and in your home, it's very it, personal. Yeah, and you have a lot. There's like so many things happening. And so I think she was really overwhelmed. And her intention for the night turned out to be the complete opposite. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens next week. Well, at least it was interesting. And that pizza oven just looks so good. Yeah. Um, oh, and if you're living for Real Housewives of Dallas, we have a very special moment on the toast tomorrow. I don't want to spoil anything, but just make sure you check back in with us tomorrow. Yes, if you're living for Real Houses of Dallas, like I'm really. Um, I'm sh I'm, we're about to do. Some, we're we're recording this segment right after this. We're about to do some investigative fucking journalism. Diane Sawyer, like yeah, we're Nancy about to, Grace. Hello. We're about to get some answers for you guys. Yes, just call me Nancy Grace. Nancy Disgrace Queen. Nancy Disgrace. Um, now I want to talk about the Britney Spears documentary, which is a part of a New York Times series they're doing on FX, and one of the episodes is about Britney. And oh, there's only one. What's the series? It's like a it's like a documentary. It's different things each episode. What are some of the other episodes? I didn't look. Oh, okay, that's so interesting. I didn't know that. That's what it was. I haven't watched yet. The most recent one is Framing Britney Spears, and I don't. Really so feel it's just one short. It's an hour and ten minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought it was digestible. a whole like eight part. No, I hate that shit. Okay, um, maybe I'll watch it tonight. Cause I know people really want us to talk about it but you're about to talk about it 
to be honest, I don't really feel like I learned anything new because, you know, we did a deep dive on on Free Britney um, a few months ago. So, like, I, I'm pretty well-versed. I grew up listening to Britney. Like, I remembered a lot of what they were talking about. The conservatorship stuff is really, really interesting. And I actually really liked how the documentary, like, found the people who, like, there's a podcast called, like, Britney's World or something. Like, these two girls who are obsessed with Britney, dissecting it. They came up with the Free Britney movement. Um, these podcasters were on the New York Times um, documentary, which I thought was really cool. And they had legal experts and stuff. Obviously, for me, while I didn't learn anything new from the documentary, the biggest takeaway was just, like, one, like, how, even though the media is the worst, like, we've made a lot of progress since, like, Britney's time. Like, just some of the clips they were showing, her being interviewed by Diane Sawyer, her being interviewed by Matt Lauer, um, jokes that were being made about her in Late Night, David Letterman, who, like, every time I hear something, like, about David Letterman recently, it makes me hate him even more. Mm -hmm. Um, Jay Leno. Just the way we spoke about, like, a 17-year-old girl. I'm like, it's just so abhorrently disgusting. And something like that would never happen again. But really, the documentary opened my eyes to, like, how many people owe Britney Spears an apology. And, like, I would really like to start first with, well, Matt Lauer owes a lot of people. But, like, him, honestly, and I hate to even point out, like, the woman, but, like, Diane Sawyer was so grossly disappointing. Like, the clips they were showing, it's just chilling. You can't, you can't really believe that, like, someone said this to Britney. Like, she's a 17-year-old girl crying on this interview. And Diane Sawyer's like, what did you do to Justin Timberlake to, like, make him so upset? Oh, I heard Justin Timberlake comes out looking. He's on the list of people who owe Britney apology. He, like, when they broke up, like, he used it to his advantage. Like, literally villainized her so much, insinuated in so many overt ways. Like, she cheated on him, broke his heart. They were like America's sweetheart. Mm -hmm. America was very susceptible back in the day to, like, listening to whatever the tabloid said. Yes. So the tabloid narrative was, like, American royalty. Like, we don't have royals, but, like, Britney and Justin together, like, that is American royalty. And... She, it was never really said, like, why they broke up, but Justin made a music video, Cry Me a River, like, all about Britney cheating on him, and, like, that was kind of the accepted narrative, and Justin and his camp really drove that home, and... I just want to say... And that was the start of Britney's, like, it really was the start of her decline. Wow. Mental health-wise, career-wise, and the conservatorship is, stuff is so, is so crazy. Okay, I will watch it now that I know that it's not like this whole long thing. Just want to say I never liked that song, Cry Me a River. Yeah, no, and we have been really preaching on here like so viciously about how Justin Timberlake is disgraceful. And like now there's New York Times said it. So like, it's true. No, I saw people were like tagging me and stuff about how like this is like that we were saying this first. And it's it's nice to... um because we got like a, we get a lot of flack for like not being fans of his. No, I like, literally despise not. him. And after the documentary, like I hate him even more. Like he knew exactly what he was doing. Oh my god, I'm gonna I'm gonna hate him so much. I know. And the documentary did just make me sad because like they have all this behind the scenes footage and like she really was, and they had like you know people who worked for her as assistants and, and agents. She really was like what you thought she was. Like Southern Belle, like surrounded herself with her family. So funny, talented, nice to everyone, even at the height of her fame. And until it took a turn where like her mental health. Was just, and like in all the interviews where like people were talking about her, like they never even said mental health. Like it was so clear she was struggling with with some sort of like you know mental health issue, mental illness, and like no one would even acknowledge it. You know, yeah. they just threw her in a conservatorship. Yeah, and the legal the legality now they catch up to like twenty nineteen and twenty twenty. The legality of the conservatorship is so shady. And they had this woman who at the beginning of like the trials with the conservatorship was on. Jamie Spears the dad's legal team and in the middle of the documentary I guess she got rehired for Jamie Spears the dad and like they literally had to put up a blurb like she stopped filming because she rejoined the legal team wow yeah so what would be best for Britney now so when people say free Britney what do they want for her so Britney's legal team isn't opposing the conservatorship they don't want her dad in charge of her money anymore like they don't want him involved at all Britney and it's and in the whole documentary like leading up to her you know becoming famous world tour he was never around like her mom really took her to all these auditions and then when she became famous she kept her mom and her childhood friends around and her sister but like the dad was not in the picture like he struggled with his business he filed for bankruptcy I believe he went to rehab and so like he was never really in Britney's life so now when she's at her lowest and needs a conservator like why would it be the dad yeah so why is it him I don't know and like the they recently got him to not be the conservator of like her business but he is still the conservator of her finances and he takes he gets paid as being the conservator 1.5% of all of Britney's earnings. And for a while, he was in charge of all of her business. So he would literally just make her work, 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 work. And there were those years, like when she was doing the Vegas um, and she had a circus and all those fragrances. That was when she was on the conservatorship and she was like, quote unquote, like behaving. And like, they would just literally put her out on tour, this project, campaign, commercial, making so much money because 
Jamie was making money from it. And like Britney couldn't say yes or no. Like he was legally allowed to make all of her decisions for her. So now Britney's case is, I'm sure Britney doesn't want to be in the conservatorship, but to get it expelled is like legally, one of the lawyers was like, I've never seen it. So her best chance is just to get her dad removed from it. And hopefully like her mom, or she asked for a bank, like a financial institution to be like the executive, whatever of her um, conservatorship. Wow. And Sam, her boyfriend is just like, you know, has found his voice. And now that people are talking about it, and I'm sure he's like known about this for a while. He's like posting on Instagram, talking to TMZ, like Jamie Spears is a dick. And what I did learn is that the mom's name is Lynn and the dad's name is Jamie. And then we have Jamie Lynn Spears. Mm -hmm. So that was interesting. That is, is Jamie Lynn Spears in it? She wasn't in it whatsoever. But what I also found interesting was they have a brother, like who knew? And he went on a podcast once and like kind of spilled major tea. And like, I'd never heard of the podcast before and I would probably have never known that he did a podcast, but he, he was not holding back. Okay. I'm going to watch it today, guys. It's Actually, easy. I have a really busy day. So maybe this weekend. Long um, weekend. But yes, I liked it very much. Even though I didn't learn anything new, it did just make me angry, yeah, which just, I think is what a documentary is supposed to do. Yeah. Or make you feel something. Yeah. Um, so that is actually. Now that is our show. Yes. Thank you guys so much for listening to The Morning Toast, The Millennium Morning Show, where we deliver the past five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us, The Morning Toast, and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Hope you have an amazing day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. 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 Bye.